When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. <laughs> the podcast where only the good die hung. Oh, and the bad ones, too. <laughs> it's the opposite of what I said. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today... We're going to talk about... We're going to talk about Tantra. Tantra? Tantra. Tantra. Tantra? Run Tantra. You're sure? I heard him talking on other podcasts where he said Tantra. So yeah, I expect- but what does he know? It rhymes with comping. <laughs> Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah we're gonna talk about tantra but 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 and we're gonna have a guest yes yeah. yeah tantra expert local seattle tantra expert but but first but first um i wanted to mention we got a lot of nice feedback about the demi episode boy um, howdy is it just me or like a lot more than usual yeah yeah definitely definitely more than usual and um far less of people telling us what our identities are than i thought which that was cool more people offering to help discuss or offering their own insights but about themselves or or trying to help but not um but one thing i noticed a whole bunch which is it's nice people said thank you for acknowledging asexual identities and aspec identities which is very cool that also it's shitty that we should get any kind of credit or praise for acknowledging it the exi- that yeah. that thank you for saying those things also it's shitty that that's a that's a con- not the norm right, among yeah. the gay community <laughs> and as someone who has done that in the past with asexuality because i just didn't understand it or know that it, i just didn't know yeah. um i like hopefully judgment free space if anyone's listening and doesn't think they're real or know about them like i mean they are and um just like read a little bit like how would you feel how did you feel when people told you you weren't actually gay like yeah. you know our community yeah. should be the best at oh i don't understand this thing yeah and let me just trust this person that it's a real thing and yeah. so it was yeah. like that was yeah. an, a, a mixed thing that it would like uh, i appreciated the people but also like yeah we our community needs to be better yeah, absolutely. And, and and don't be the asexual version of have you tried just banging chicks, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um that's uh, all. Okay, awesome. Yeah, thanks for everybody. It was really it was really nice. I I I, I feel loved um, oh. based on the things that I've gotten um, yeah. from y'all. So, yeah. that's that's awesome. Uh first up, we do have an update on an ongoing story. Are we in the new segment yet? Well, no. Okay. So, like this is the thing. I don't know. I do, should the should updates go before or after the theme song? I know I, we covered it. I didn't re- write it down. That's I what. don't care. What do you okay, want to do? Great. <sighs> yeah, now the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News. 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 Okay, uh, first, updates, ongoing story. So the Dor McAllen Church has apologized for putting on a production of Hamilton. Oh, that, they apologized. And Wow, uh, first time ever for a church. Put it in your date books, yep. bitches. I don't know. Yep, uh, they will also pay damages to <gasps> Hamilton creators, and the Hamilton creators have said that they will donate that money to support a local gay rights organization. Wow. So the Dor McAllen issued a statement on Instagram. Because that's where that's where state yes that's where statements happen these days yeah <laughs> apologizing for its actions in putting on the play 
the church's pastor, Roman, Roman Gutierrez, uh, personally apologized to Lin-Manuel Miranda and the people behind the Broadway musical for using its lyrics and dialogue and changing them without permission. Yeah, they said, we acknowledge there are lawful avenues to obtain a license to stage properties, which we did not pursue, and it is never permissible to alter an artistic work such as Hamilton without legal permission. In this, in this day and age, in these troubled times, um, apologizing, I mean, apologizing for homophobia, like, that's not enough. But, like, yeah. God, we don't even see that anymore. Just, oops, sorry. Yeah. Like, that, 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 again, like, so low of a bar that we've set for just existence in the united states but like yeah well I know, and, that's and a start. my i think evidence-based completely understandable reaction that they were going to try to make a first amendment argument and oh. say like fuck you and yeah. not do anything about this i'm glad that i was wrong they didn't. and surprised that well, i was wrong no you are very like 99 percent of cases would have been exactly what you said so you were very right to expect that kind of response yeah um okay news the first News the first? Yeah, this is news the first. That was an update. Okay. This is news the first. Okay. Okay. What? <laughs> no, no, now we need to be sad. So, like, get, okay. be, be sad. Okay. I, boy, do I have that on lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I really... Be, be you, Kyle. There, there are a lot of things that I can start a news story with that I think just immediately set a tone. So, I'm going to try to do that this time. Okay. 4chan. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I'm out. Bye. I'm leaving. I don't... I want to stop everything. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, There's a coordinated effort on 4chan by anti-LGBTQ users to spam call the Trevor Project suicide hotline in order to prevent people from receiving services. Is that 4chan or is that that other? I thought that was the other site created by the dude that created 4chan. According to the Daily Dot, the original thread appears to have been deleted but was on 4chan, and it's unclear whether the original poster removed it from 4chan or if 4chan removed it from 4chan, which... When like... 4chan is like, ew, this is too much? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, sorry, I jumped, I asked about the details. This is disgusting and horrifying. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, with, with the explicit, like, with the explicit goal of preventing fucking children from receiving life-saving suicide prevention yeah they want they want lg like even more directly they want lgbt kids to die yeah yep yep and the 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 uh the original post said it was august 30th said um we're declaring war on the sodomite groomers of the trevor project God, start with the Republicans if you're looking for sodomite groomers. (laughs) They don't care about truth, though. But, uh, yeah, so... They should join Truth Social. (laughs) That's all about truth, and it's social. Right, yeah, yeah. What could go wrong? What could go wrong? (laughs) Um, I just, I just, I can't... People are... It's hard to read this. One of the objectives is, quote, fuck up the queue so sodomites and fags commit suicide due to being unable to receive assistance demoralize the therapist and fucks achieve as much kecks as possible i don't know what that means but i assume that they're bad it's keck is lol great waste as much of their resources as possible and if possible get some news posts on this so i'm feeding right into their (laughs) their playbook but uh uh anyway yeah the the trevor project is is uh responding and and dealing with this uh as best they can but uh at, at the end of the day there's not much that you can do if you have a toll-free hotline and a bunch of fucking dickbag shitholes call it it's gonna screw it up yeah how do you 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 can't how do you filter how do you know who's acting in good faith and who's not and if you make a mistake 
the, on the wrong side, then someone doesn't get the care that they need. Like, yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I I hope I I, I'm, I plan on following this this story. But uh, the Trevor Project said, "quote The act of attacking a crisis services line intended to prevent suicide among young people is egregious." Our crisis counselors work around the clock to be there for LGBTQ youth who feel like they have nowhere to turn, and it's harrowing that anybody would attempt to compromise our lifeline or encourage suicide. And I will, although this is a particularly um, very directly stated goal and seems out there and wild, there are plenty of schools where mm-hmm. the Trevor Project is blocked. I know uh, I've been following my home school district in Houston doing a lot of shitty things like banning books, and they block the Trevor Project. So I would like to think this is a rare, extreme case. And how how different is that than blocking this at a school yeah. be, and, again, preventing people from accessing life-saving care because it is about gay stuff? Yep. So yep. 4chan is not it, it while it is extreme it's not as far away from hmm, some basic republicans sure <laughs> just the, your run-of-the-mill republicans sure I, hashtag not all republicans I, I don't know but like except kind of oh, all republicans. Uh, anyway yeah. conservatives i don't know yeah. yeah yeah um okay news the second yeah jamila jamil yeah, fuck, I followed this. Oh, fuck, yeah, let's do it. Is being slammed on social media for, quote, giving instructions to trans people on how to <laughs> stop being misgendered. So on Friday, the presenter and actor accidentally described a non-binary social media user as a woman during a Twitter spat. But then instead of apologizing and correcting herself, she said, quote, I instantly corrected myself, but nobody reads your bios, people. Please include your pronouns in your name on here to prevent misunderstandings or offense if it's important to you. Obviously, sorry for making this innocent mistake, but if we don't do more to prevent this mistake, it will likely keep happening, which is bad for everyone. Put pronouns in your names. I've just done that with mine. It took two seconds. And it indeed says Jamila Jamil, rainbow emoji, she slash her. Um, she got that rainbow in there. Oh, it's <laughs> Hashtag queen. Hashtag vibin. Um, if you're, read your apology. Yeah. If after the word sorry, any anywhere after sorry, if there's the word but. Yeah wrong stop right. <laughs> stop do not pass go you're not sorry i don't the act of apologizing we're all guilty of this when you apologize people also feel the need to explain why they are it's not as bad that sure. they did it sure sure uh, don't include butts near sorry yeah <laughs> Include the right kind of butts in your apology. <laughs> oh, yeah. Are, you're talking about give up your ass to apologize? Spell butt. Yeah. <laughs> you can fuck me when I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, that's, that's one of the many ways you can apologize to your boyfriend. Okay. It, it's interesting because I'm, I'm slightly torn on this. I agree with everything that you said, but no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> you're not getting that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I do think that it is sort of understandable like just apologize and leave it at that and it's sort of understandable that this kind of mistake would happen because i'm not reading everybody's bios before i gender them either i am are you yes absolutely every time if i am putting someone's gender i'm clicking on their bio looking at their pronouns it is two seconds it is not hard that like i have uh, i interrupted you to okay no i okay I, I think that there are a lot of um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I try. I try to do the right thing, and and there are a lot of times when just I'm firing and forgetting and not doing that due diligence, and I I think that that's sort of I don't know human nature. Um, yeah, I I mean I have never I've never heard a trans person be extremely militant about like it, everyone says. It's the intent. If you are trying and make a mistake, that's fine. And then correct yourself and move on. Like, yeah, yeah. If you forget to do it once and you're in a rush and, you know, you make an assumption based on the profile picture, like, we do that shit. And apologize without a but. And But mostly, like, do what you can to make sure you're gendering someone correctly or using more generic pronouns or their name if you don't know and don't want to, you know, hit the click on the bio. Yep. Yeah, well, um, Felix. You can, I think you don't even have to click. I think you can just fucking hover over their name and their bio shows up. I don't think you even have to click. We're not going to test that now because I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll. Do you know how to? It's Twitter, <laughs> Twitter dot internet. I don't. Yeah, Twitter, Twitter, Twitter dot the interweb. Um, <laughs> you, you Google Alta Vista for Twitter and. Then, okay. Uh, uh, Felix by plus pride fern, um, said you are, pl- <laughs> sorry, I just, I just got lost in a tunnel. What just happened? This person on Twitter okay. said you're putting the quote, you're putting the blame on the person you misgendered by saying they aren't presenting the information in a way that works best for you. If you want to be an ally, then own the blame fully yourself and take an extra second to check the bio. Yeah. I, I, I guess the space that I'm in is like, I understand the mistake, but not the response to it. Yeah. And I think that there are a lot of people who um, would not like get past the mistake part. Mm. And mm. anyway, uh, th- but yeah, that's yeah. Just apologize without a but. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, news the last. Yeah. Kristen Chenoweth. Whoa. What's the, <laughs> I would love it if you just stopped there. <laughs> if you're last <laughs> and that's the news. That's, that's... <laughs> uh, in an interview, she has revealed that she was certain. Um, that she knew one of her ex-boyfriends was gay because he, quote, recognized my Louboutins. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we back in, uh, uh, what, Hot Blonde Summer? What's the name of that movie? Um, Sexy Legal Lady? What's that movie called? Blonde. Legally Blonde? Bl- Legally Blonde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's literally that plot line we talked about in the episode about blondes. Oh, like, God. Yeah. Um, don't tap your last season Louboutin heals at me or whatever he says yeah 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 uh, um uh so so the schmigadoon is her show on apple tv and in that show she her character gets engaged to a closeted reverend and uh the los angeles magazine asked her whether she's ever been in a similar situation in real life and that's when she replied yeah only once he recognized my Louboutins I don't even know how to say that word that's how like not gay I am um but uh when you're dating a man and he knows the brand of your shoes immediately break up with him and become best friends (laughs) you know I love my gays I just don't want to marry one that's Mm -hmm. all and um what's interesting is uh to dump someone and then have them become your best friend, all because he recognized the infamous Red Bottoms. Now that is iconic. Uh, she went on to say that when the rapture comes, yeah, the end of the world rapture, it will be sexy. Quote, we'll be sitting here and maybe we'll be eating Kit Kats or something. And all of a sudden I'll be lifted up into the air and everything I have on or whatever I was doing will be left. Yes, it's sexy. I'll leave behind my underwear and my socks. Now that's funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so the thing I don't understand, this is pink news that I got this, that I got this, you know, synopsis from and they end it with as if we couldn't love her even more oh Uh, 
I find what she said like kind of just super inappropriate. Like I, I, I don't. I mean, yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm very torn about that whole thing. I don't think it's just like a fun ah, thing. I like it's problematic and based on stereotypes that I don't know that she's earned the right to lean on. I th- this is the yeah. It's like one that's uh, be- as I was like that is a twenty year old joke. So there's a a certain part of it that that's not even like a that's just such an old thing. It's not new and. I don't know, but like that's similar to a joke maybe we would make or or gay people would make, but and she's close to the gay community, so I don't doubt her support for gay people or that gays have supported her. Yeah, and yeah, I just uh, that would be one of those like you're you just like uh, she didn't need a big backlash or like you know in the street just like nudge to be like no maybe no yeah maybe no yeah I agree because I think part of one of the shittiness is shittinesses shittinesses sure Sure. about these stereotypes is then any man any straight man who does any of those things is like fuck now i like it it kind of restricts even straight expression of yeah their who they are and what they like yeah you you should be able to know shoe brands i have our favorite fags tag doug and koviak loves shoes yeah he does and so gay definitely (laughs) (laughs) Kristen. yeah um yeah and 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 uh, theater gays don't at me i i i trust that she's on board i know that she loves gay people has lots of me i I feel good about everything i've said i I, yeah i don't think she should have said that yeah yeah exactly Anyway, that's the news. That's the news. Um, speaking of people that uh, would float up into heaven naked, <laughs> I want to thank the following Patreon members. Oh, uh, Mike Ellis. Uh, okay. Hunter Irwin. Okay. Hunter. I think, is that what I've said is the hottest name? Yeah. It's, it's up there. Um, RJ uh, Barajas. Okay. And most well-hung Johnson brother. Oh, yeah. I know that bitch. <laughs> Good God. Thanks, it's Murph. Your brother. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny if you signed up for Patreon so that I would have to say this about you. Yeah, oh. he didn't actually say which one it is. So yeah. that could be any of your brothers, um, yeah. including you. I, I, either of uh, any of the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for Patreon. If you want bonus episodes, content, uh, ad free episodes daily, go to uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Do it. Yeah. You want to talk about tantra tantra <laughs> it's like it like is hard in your mouth for you to even say the tantra yeah yeah it's like like comp, I, like comping like yeah right yeah. i don't know why i also though like because this is not how i usually say it you have to go tantra right, like yeah. i have to like, really <laughs> lean into it um uh do you know much about tantra god uh, i need to like no I really don't. That's why I'm super excited that Joel's here to tell us about it and what it is and 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 why why we should care and and you know guests love it. <laughs> you always do this. You're like, why are you? Care why you? do I care about you? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he runs, um, among other things, a, a, a studio and uh, like does classes and, and OnlyFans and has an OnlyFans. Yeah, and he'll talk about all of that. I was trying sure. to hook the gays, OnlyFans, right. and, and other things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, yeah, and and I'm sure we'll also talk about the fact that I, I was a client for a, a hot moment. Mm, so how hot? Yeah. Well, well, I guess he's <laughs> okay. For, I can I ask that literally in front of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, all I all I like my connection in my brain goes 
Tantra, Tantra sex, sting. This is the extent <laughs> of my... You know, he had that thing like once where everyone couldn't stop talking about how he has like sex for hours or I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Like, but that, yeah. So I have very bare minimum understanding before I started like looking up shit to pretend like I know shit. Yeah. Which I sometimes do for the show, but yeah. Excellent. It's, well, it also seems like up your alley because it's about like touch and connection. Yeah. That was the hope. Yeah. And I I think, I don't know. I like it was the pandemic and like, Mm, any touch was like exactly yeah Yeah. okay well i'll ask you more about how it was and what it was like sure i'll turn bright red two episodes in a row it'll be magical perfect (laughs) you uh, speaking of touch you said in the last episode that i don't like hugs or something which i then was listening i was like that's i like hugs anyway i like touch okay what i don't know is that true yeah okay all right i don't know i do okay (laughs) Right. Like, I, it's like I'm awkward and weird, but I like hugs. Oh, okay. Much better than like high, you know, I, I've always said that about high fives. High fives are just like dudes that don't want to hug. Like, they're oh. just like, let's hug our hands together real quickly. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to have Joel from Powers of Man on to, to talk about all of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stretch out my back in the meantime. You, Is that a euphemism? Yeah. Or? Yeah. <laughs> you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad. Uh, we are here with Joel Benjamin of, of the Powers of Man. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yeah. We're. I I kind of want to just dive in with what we were talking about just a second ago. Tantra versus Tantra. Like, because <clears throat> like, I really liked it. I think people might want to hear what you, what you had to say about just even the pronunciation. Most guys from like, or most people from the Northeast say Tantra. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just, you know, because of the way that they say uh, their vowels. Mm-hmm. But um, I've always said Tantra. Mm-hmm. Most of the teachers that I've worked with who I respect say Tantra. Mm-hmm. It's like you wouldn't say mantra. Mm-hmm. You say mantra. I think even people from the Northeast say mantra. So what do the teachers you don't respect say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't listen to them. Okay. 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 <laughs> so yeah, what what is that? What What is Tantra? What is Tantra? Boil this incredibly complicated philosophical web of intricacy into like... Just dumb it down for us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, the fact that it's even a word that people understand as far as they've heard it before, it's it's a familiar part of, uh, you know, our lexicon now. 10, 20 years ago, that wasn't the case. Hmm. So the fact that we're even talking about it means that it's, you know, seeped into our culture to a certain degree. But even though people know the word, a lot of people don't understand what it what it is Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people hear tantra and they think oh that's that that's that mystical sexual you know practice right and and i I, always associate it with sting do you get that a lot no totally well he's the the, one of the reasons why you know a lot of people in the west know about tantra is because of you know people like sting i thought that would be an annoying thing oh okay i thought that'd be an annoying thing but like if i mean i guess if they're helping promote it and no i mean you know he's he's legit i mean he uh you know look at how good he looks (laughs) you know and you know it's the reason why it's around as long as it is is because it's working you know (laughs) wouldn't it wouldn't still be around we wouldn't still be talking about it if there wasn't a legitimacy to the actual practice (laughs) 
Um, so what is Tantra? Tantra, there's two things that make Tantra uh, unique, okay? The first is that it's the oldest spiritual practice, spiritual philosophy known to mankind, okay? There may be spiritual philosophies that are older, but as far as written human history, Tantra is is the oldest, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. The other thing that makes Tantra unique is that it's the only spiritual philosophy that includes our sex life in our spiritual practice. So, you know, and it wasn't it wasn't like ancient yogis in caves sat around and, you know, came up with, you know, this this mystical spiritual practice, um, sexual practice. Tantra includes our sex life because Tantra is a philosophy that incorporates all aspects of our life into our spiritual practice. Tantra believes that everything we do from the moment we open our eyes in the morning, everything that happens to us, every thought can and should be part of our spiritual practice. Hmm. And uh, where did it come from? It's a part of Hinduism. Hinduism. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. When did you start studying this? Like what? A long time ago, um, when I first became a massage therapist, I went to a party and met this guy at the party. And, you know, we were just talking and he was like, so what do you do? And I said, well, I'm in, it was actually when I was in massage school and um, told him and he said, oh, I do body work too. And, you know, I do tantric body work. And at the time, this was like 25 years ago, I'd never heard of tantra so i was like what's that and you know he said well come over sometime and i'll show you and um it sounds like it could be just a pickup line <laughs> like that's come over and i'll show you like i i don't know i i mean i did i followed through so you know whatever his intention was you know it worked and it blew my mind you know so uh it just opened my mind to you know, when you're in massage school, they drill into your head that there's certain parts of the human anatomy that you just detour around. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. And dicks and butts, right? It, it, yeah. And even, <laughs> even, you know, uh, nipples, even oh. on men, you don't go, you know, you can work a dude's pecs, but you, you take a wide detour around his nipples. Damn shame. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this massage was basically what I call a true full body massage. Mm. And it went against everything that I had been being taught, you know, in my, in my massage school. And at first I had an issue with it just because, you know, it went against everything that I was being taught. But then after the session, I felt so good and I felt so grounded and I felt so addressed as a whole human being that it made me want to explore it more. I mean, just to like, I, I don't know if it's annoying how often it's like connected only and directly to sex, but like, are you talking about jerking off? Like what, like that to me, when you say like addressed fully, you were just talking about not touching things like dicks. Like, is that, is that what you're talking about? Um, it's, it's, it's absolutely a part of it for sure. It's also, you know, teaching someone how to, move energy by breathing. Um, It's teaching someone, you know, what sexual energy 
is. You know, we're, we're not taught any of this in our culture. We is, like, as far as like sexual energy goes, we call it being horny. Hmm. That's usually as deep as it, as it goes for, for most people. And Tantra teaches us, gives us tools, gives us practices to, to understand that energy, to, um, to use that energy as opposed to that energy using us. Hmm. So yes, it involves, um, nipple work. It involves cock work for sure. For sure. I didn't know the answer. I've seen your OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also know what our listeners want. <laughs> well, so when when you start talking about this stuff, I I think you know uh, cultural taboos and shame like, bubble up pretty quickly. But especially depending on where you're from and what tradition you grew up in. So like, where where did you grow up? Where are you from? What's your background like? <laughs> I grew up in New York. Uh-huh. Um, I'm Jewish, so had had plenty of shame had plenty of guilt you know gifted to me as a kid just like all of us did you know everybody who grew up you know in in the west you know got plenty of that Mm -hmm. and you know i think that that was part of my resistance to when i was first introduced to tantra um you know resisting it at first um and really having to check in with myself and be like okay what about this you know, are you resisting? Is it this belief system that's been handed to you, mm-hmm. you know, when you were even too young to understand what was being given to all of us, you know, the baggage that we were being given? Or is this your reality, you know, your experienced reality? I, I was I was going to ask you also, you, you identify as gay, is that right? Yes. Yeah. And yes. Uh, do you think that, like, do you think that queer people have a easier time investigating these kind of like alternate philosophies and, and, and different ways of being, it it seems like, like being queer sort of gives you permission to color outside the lines anyway. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, just the fact that we are already viewed by society and, you know, by ourselves growing up as different, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that that's one of the things that makes gay people much more, um, I don't want to say more interesting, Perspective than straight people, but I think I think you know just percentage wise, I think gay people are. I think because as growing up, you know, at some point you realized, you know, I'm different, mm-hmm. and that makes you think about things a little more deeply. Um, so yeah, I think that that um, you know being gay definitely opens you up, especially in the sexual realm, because you know gay people so much identify by you know who they have sex with how they have sex so you know if there's this sexual sexual spiritual practice i think a lot of a lot of gay people are drawn to it because you know after you're through your 20s just hooking up for the most part isn't that satisfying anymore you want more and to start to incorporate your spiritual life in with your sex life for a lot of people, that's the thing that even though they don't know that that's what they're looking for, that's the thing that um, helps them have a more satisfying, you know, sexual life mm-hmm. is to um, is to make it more than just about getting off. We are talking a lot about the sex 
portion of Tantra. Can you tell me about some of the other aspects that, you know, I, I mean, I jump right to like, you know, obviously the dick and getting off kind of thing, but like backing up, like what else is incorporated in Tantra? There's meditation, there's um, chanting, there's breath work, you know, everything that brings you into the present moment. Um, everything that helps to break down uh, the dualities that exist, you know, in life. The word Tantra, you know, as far as translating the word means to weave, okay? Mm. And what it's talking about as far as like, well, what are we weaving? What are we bringing together is the things in our culture, the things in our world that we would normally view as opposites, the things that usually, you know, there's one over here and, you know, one, you know, way over there there's no there's no connection between the two like heaven and earth um like male and female you know what we're experiencing now um you know in the west and i think just globally with trans people becoming more and more of a presence Mm -hmm. a visible presence and more and more people accepting trans people um that's a very tantric global perspective that we're all witnessing happening because it's bringing together of two things that we've always thought of as opposites mm. um body and spirit you know tantra brings them together um sex and the sacred tantra brings them together so it is about much more than just than just sex but sex is such a big part <laughs> of everyone's life that if we can find a way to deepen our understanding of sexual energy and to have a better relationship with it, you know, to treat it as what it is, which is sacred. It's the most powerful energy in the universe, you know. So to to be able to expand our perspective on what it is um, improves and enhances all aspects of our life, not just our sex life. But to have a deeper understanding of what sexual energy is reverberates in ways that, you know, we wouldn't even think of. I mean, it's creative energy. So when you are, you know, just filled with creative energy, everything you do in your life becomes effortless. You know, any creative project you're working on, getting up out of bed in the morning and feeling excited about the day, you know, dealing with people, especially with people who, um, you know, might frustrate you, all of those things become much easier when you yourself are filled with that energy, with life energy. So tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your practice. Like you, you, you've referenced your studio a couple of times. You have a space here mm-hmm. in, in Seattle. What, what, what kind of, what kind of stuff do you do there? Like what, what is your, what is your practice all about? Um, I do several things there. I mean, my practice, as far as what I teach, I have a personal practice and then, you know, what I teach, um, uh, my studio is Yoga Smith, um, and it's in Seattle. It's in the Georgetown neighborhood of Seattle. And at Yoga Smith, I teach yoga classes. Um, I teach uh, tantric bodywork workshops for men, uh, and I see uh, one-on-one bodywork clients at my studio. And I actually film um, when I'm not when I'm not traveling to to create content. I film a lot of my uh, OnlyFans content at the studio because it's it's a beautiful space. As far as my personal practice, um, every morning I meditate, every morning I chant. It, it resonates for, for no pun intended, it just, it resonates with me. Um, for years, I just 
you know, did the standard meditation where you just close your eyes and follow your breath. And that's super effective. Um, but as I got deeper and deeper into the practice um, and was introduced to other forms of practice, because a lot of people think that's that's meditating. Mm. You sit down on the ground, you close your eyes, you follow your breath. And if you're not doing that, it doesn't count. Yeah. But I sit down every morning and I chant for about 45 minutes. What um, I don't know if this like is something you're supposed to ask people. Like, what do you chant? Is I that chant. a personal thing? No, that you... no, not okay. at all. Not at all. Most of my chants are uh, Buddhist chants. Um, the Gayatri mantra, which is the mantra of the sun. Um, it's the mantra of feminine power, basically. I will chant. Um, I do this practice called humming, where you basically just hum. Mm. And I'll do that for for like 10 minutes. The whole intention is to generate energy. It's to generate vibe. Um, You hum for 10 minutes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You just just hum. You pick a tone and you hum. It's when I describe this to people or when like before I'm going to lead a class in, in humming, I say just imagine a cat purring. It's the same thing. It's like it's like purring for humans. It's very self-soothing. So hmm. if I'm ever working with someone who has anxiety issues, um, you know, or anger issues, I always tell them, you know, when you feel yourself spiraling, just go be by yourself for five minutes and just hum. Hmm. And it's amazingly comforting. It's amazing. And it's so simple. And then I'll do, I'll tone um, what are called the sacred vowels. So O, A, A, U, E, and you work your way up your body. So O resonates with your base, A, your heart center, A, your throat center, U, the mask of your face, E, the crown of your head. And that gets your whole body vibrating. Um, And I just found that that having that as my morning practice is much more effective for me personally. It doesn't work for everybody, but for me personally, um, just kind of sets the tone for, for the whole day. Mm-hmm. Something I saw uh, uh, back to your like Seattle, like physical space that you have. I read in the stranger that you do can or at least did cannabis friendly yoga classes. Yeah. I've never heard that before. It, is that where did that come from? And do you still do that? Um, we don't still do it. The pandemic kind of um, stopped a lot of the classes like that, mm. that that we did. And it doesn't, uh, we may bring it back, but, or I may bring it back. There's no we. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of people like to, you know, do a couple of hits before they go to yoga. And what I... So I'm just picturing myself, like, uh, smoking weed and then trying to do yoga. And I'd be like, uh, and then just lay on the ground or so. I don't... Yeah, I, it's interesting. Yeah. And, and that's fine. You know, that's... it's If you were... If, if you had done it, you know, before you came to class and you were the only one in the room that knew that you were stoned, you'd be self-conscious about that. But when you all sit in a circle before class, knowing that everybody else in the circle is elevated as well it gives you permission to kind of do whatever you want on your mat yeah you can follow the you know the teacher or you can spend half the class in child's pose or half the class in shavasana you could do your own thing on your mat it just it's it frees you up when you 
know that you're not the only one in the class that's that's high yeah elevated is like a classy way to say hi is my favorite thing i've ever heard on the on the postcards that that you know we used to promote it um we called it elevated yoga yeah (laughs) uh do you also partake or you you suffer for those yeah okay yeah Yeah, as the teacher what what i found is like i would i would do like half of the amount that i would normally do like if i was gonna smoke because you know I want to be on the same wavelength as people in the class, but at the same time, I got to lead the class. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a, you know, I have to remain, you know, one foot in, you know, the the leadership role and not just kind of lose myself, yeah. you know, yeah. in the whole thing. But but I found that, yes, it is definitely better to be a little bit a little bit high than you know if you're leading a if you're leading a cannabis class this is where i have to put my daddy hat on and say we are in washington state where recreational marijuana is legal exactly. please follow the laws in your place yeah and this is where i have to say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean <laughs> another element that i want to ask about is you've mentioned and i've seen uh, classes or, or events or workshops or what have you for men and sometimes specifically for gay men or gay or bi men what's the importance of doing classes more targeted like that as far as yoga goes it's just you know a lot of yoga classes you you know a guy will show up in class and be you know if there's if there's 20 people in class there'll be maybe two or three of men and the rest are all women there's nothing wrong with that. Almost the majority of the yoga classes that I went to, you know, you know, throughout most of my yoga career has been the majority women. So women kind of get to feel like they're in the majority in a yoga class all the time. And it's nice for men to get to experience that as well, you know, to just be in a room full of guys with tight hamstrings <laughs> and then you don't feel like you're the only one in the room or one of the only ones in the room who can't touch their toes you know um there's also a camaraderie that happens when it's a room full of men you know all focused on becoming better human beings you know that's my approach to yoga is we don't we we don't do yoga to you know to have a yoga body you know that's a really nice benefit of doing yoga but the practice if you're really practicing it and focusing on yoga in you know in all its glory um, meaning, you know, the meditation aspect, the breathwork aspect, the philosophy aspect, in addition to the asana, the, the postures. When all of that is combined, then you're doing a practice that's going to help you become a better human being. And there's something very powerful of a room full of men all focused on that intention. Men and then, don't get that, you know, in our culture. I thought dudes did yoga just to be able to blow themselves eventually. <laughs> it's, that's one of those benefits. That's, what's that's the, what's the of name those. of that pose? Yeah. <laughs> the Marilyn Manson movie. Yeah. Um, and then I can understand that that element, you know, the benefit and value of men and then why gay and bi men. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not just, I mean, my men's yoga classes are just men. I don't, it doesn't, it's not just gay or, or by men. So I would say that my men's yoga classes are three quarters, you know, gay and by men and a quarter straight guys, hmm. you know, it's just men. My tantric body work workshops, because, you know, there's, there's cock work involved, um, you know, 
I would never turn away a straight guy who says, I'm curious about this, you know, I'm I'm married, you know, to a woman, but I've always wanted to explore this. I wouldn't say no, but I kind of feel like it clues guys into, you know, pretty specifically what to expect. You know, you're going to be in a room full of predominantly gay men and, um, you know, you, you ideally are going to be comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty clear in the description, you know, of the workshop, you know, what goes on. But over the years, and I, you know, fortunately can count on probably two fingers how many times this happened, you know, somebody just wasn't comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I try to be as clear as possible, you know, that this is what's going to happen. So, you know, be respectful of other people and, you know, be respectful of yourself. If you don't think you're ready for it, then, then you know, it's not it's not the right time for you to sign up for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of individuals' experience. Oh, what? Yeah. I, I was, yeah, I did a session with you mm-hmm. uh, during during the pandemic. Um, and uh, so it's weird to see you without a mask on. <laughs> oh, I right? thought you were going to say like with your shirt on. Or, I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you did? Well, <laughs> we, it was a mask and nothing else, actually, if exactly. I recall correctly. Oh. Yeah, both of us. Um, yeah, I had a top who kept his mask on. <laughs> we're, we're, being, we're yeah. being good yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 and actually i um uh it was a uh what's that what's the kind of mask the the mask that was really hard to get there for, for uh, no, the n95 n95 yeah real sexy mask yeah but oh. you yeah. you gave me one and then yeah. and then i i used that instead of like my weird cloth mask yeah. and then i hung onto it because they were hmm. kind of hard to come by <laughs> I, I i had early on bought them for the studio just so that you know, anybody who chose to practice there was at least had you could be as safe as possible. Mike, are you talking about the mask to avoid talking about uh, other things? No, okay. no, no, no. Talk, no well, I what mean, was your experience? Like? I, I mean, I told you we're going to have Joel on the show and it's going to be weird because we've jerked each other off before. And like, <laughs> I, and, and, and there's more to we it. We got then. that. No, we can move on. Okay, we got okay, that okay. audio. That's all I needed. <laughs> I just needed that clip. No, yeah. no, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah is, I don't. Have we ever had anyone else on the show we've jerked? Have we? This is a great question. We don't have to think about this now. I don't think so. I don't think so. But yeah, it was really like most of it was like technique Mm -hmm. of like masturbatory techniques. And um, I thought that was really interesting. But one of the things that really stands out to me, and it's it's been a couple years now, so I've forgotten a lot of it, was... um, uh, like when I was about to come, you would like mm-hmm. hit me on the chest. I thought that was really interesting because it, yeah. w- it was effective at like, like snapping me out of it or whatever. Yeah. Can, yeah. Can you talk about what's that about? Uh, oh, no, what, sure. Sure. It? I call that, I call that pounding your chest like Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a technique. Um, you know, when you're, when you're first teaching someone how to edge. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys like, you know, our sex life is modeled for us. So either we get, you know, what you're supposed to do from porn or like on Twitter. And a big thing on Twitter now is is edging videos. So how that usually goes is, you know, the dude who's on the receiving end is kind of kicking back. And then there's another dude who's on the giving end and he's stroking his cock. And when the dude who's on the receiving end is getting close, he says, I'm getting close. And then the dude who's giving basically just let's go and let's the dude who's receiving just kind of come down a few notches and then the dude who's giving just starts to jack again. Um, And as far as like tantric edging, there's a whole, you know, set of 
techniques that you can employ so that the focus isn't just to get to the edge and then back off, get to the edge and then back off. The focus is to generate energy. So you want to go for a long period of time. We probably went for a much longer period of time than when you normally, you know, masturbate and get yourself off. Mike, can you give us a specific amount of time? It was like an hour long session. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was longer than that. Yeah. Like, it was like 90 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. My sessions are always 90 minutes because the hour was just the, the massage. And huh. then we get into, you know, the, um, the, the tantric edging. Huh. Um, but, you know, one of the things that for, for tantric edging to be tantric edging is you don't break contact with your own cock. Or if you're stroking someone else's cock, you don't break contact when you're starting to get to the edge you maintain that contact um because that's that's an energetic connection okay it forms that circle of energy you know i probably taught you there's a scale of one to ten ten being ejaculating you don't get past a five if you're going to effectively edge most guys take themselves to like an eight or a nine hmm. you don't get past a five um the pounding on the chest okay is to uh draw your attention from your cock up to your heart center. Hmm. Because when you combine that energy from our sacral, from our root chakra, okay, up to our heart chakra, that is basically just imbuing the energy of life, okay, from your cock with the energy of compassion that lives in your heart center. Hmm. And, you know, that's all you need to move through the world filled with life energy and the ability to be compassionate as human beings, that's our life's work. Mm -hmm. So as far as tantric edging goes, that's the intention. And then there's different ways to achieve that. And one of them is each time you get close, pound on your chest like Tarzan. Or if, you know, someone's working on you, they pound on your chest to help you bring that energy up from your cock to fill up your heart usually when someone hits me it makes me more likely to come but that's that's a different i think that i'm talking about something different yeah Yeah. so something else from the session that i i really uh uh, remember and think about it was early in the pandemic things had just started to open back up and then they actually closed down again after that yeah so there's just like this brief window in the summer when it was okay but uh because of the stress of the pandemic and the isolation that we were all feeling I was like kind of jerking off like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. And I said to you, because you had asked, uh, that I was jerking off like twice a day. Mm-hmm. And you were like, that is way too much. You should maybe jerk off twice a week. Mm-hmm. Can you can you say more about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, most guys, most guys ejaculate way too much. Um, and as far as just, you know, go back to, you know, what we were talking about. Sexual energy is the most powerful healing energy in the body it's creative energy it's life energy every time you ejaculate you're releasing some of that life energy so you know you wonder why you know if you wake up first thing in the morning and jack off you wonder why well how come i don't want to get out of bed now why do i just want to roll over and go back to sleep it's because you just released whatever life energy you had in you waking up and then built up while you were you know masturbating you just released it so now you're basically starting your day at a deficit of life energy um so usually what i tell guys is cut it in half you know however many times you are ejaculating now cut it in half and notice how much more energy you have you know not just energy to 
you know, for your sex life, but just energy in general, you know, energy to help you move through, you know, your day and be a productive human being. Um, but yeah, most, most guys, and it's just, it's, it's one of those, you know, it's instant gratification. So you're bored, you stroke your cock, you know, you're, you're frustrated about something, you stroke your cock, you get yourself off. Um, it doesn't mean that you stroke your cock any less by cutting in half the amount of times that you ejaculate. You can stroke your cock 10 times a day. Each time you're stroking your cock, you're generating that energy. You just don't ejaculate every time you stroke your cock. Mm-hmm. Did you did you heed my advice? I mean, I've gotten blue balls a couple of times thinking, of, <laughs> thinking about that <laughs> advice. And uh, I, I definitely... I don't know. My my libido waxes and wanes anyway. So like lately I've been in a like not that interested yeah. m- mood. But yeah. um yeah, I have I've thought about it from time to time, absolutely. Yeah. And and yeah. if I if I like go at it quote unquote too much for a week, then I'll like your voice will pop into my head. So. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned I heard you talk about this on another podcast about ejaculation and specifically how it changes, I think you mentioned over the age of forty. And I think well, I mean we people don't talk about Watch out. No, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm doing a good thing. We're talking about, well, I, people don't talk about sex like this in general and expect men to, I don't know. I don't think we talk about what it's like and what changes and what to expect. Can you talk about what kind of changes as, as men get older, what changes about their ejaculation? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's just less of that energy you know, that you that you just naturally have circulating through your body as you get older. So you have to be much more mindful of how you use it. When you're twenty, you know, you can you can ejaculate two, three, four times a day and then still, you know, go to the gym and work out and go and party all night long and wake up the next morning and feel fine. But as you get older, uh, you have to be much you have to conserve that energy mm-hmm. more. Um and uh, for sure. I mean, I've noticed that in myself. I noticed that in, you know, all of the guys that, that I work with that, um, one of the easiest things you can do for yourself, if, if you really, you know, are feeling a lack of energy and just a lack of just inspiration in your life is ejaculate less Mm. and notice. And it's not just about ejaculating less Then you have to pay attention and notice how you feel when you ejaculate less because at first it's going to feel like you're denying yourself of the pleasure of ejaculating and once you start to actually practice that and really focus on oh yeah i I actually do have more energy um then you know at the end of a stroke session you put your cock back in your pants without without ejaculating it doesn't feel like you're denying yourself anything anymore because you recognize the benefits because you've experienced them and you've been mindful of them you've noticed them um but yeah i mean i probably ejaculate like once every two or three weeks Hmm. you know that's just because i'm old (laughs) (laughs) you're not old (laughs) not old nobody is um (laughs) no one's old (laughs) okay that's hot take yeah Uh, okay i i definitely also wanted to ask Mm -hmm. you on your OnlyFans and a little bit on your twitter i think talk about how 
dead nipples aren't really a thing like kyle thinks his nipples are dead to him can you fix him well okay (laughs) kyle thinks it touching my nipples don't do anything for me right i don't say dead nipples uh, okay yeah, yeah yeah That's my nickname for Kyle. And, like, <laughs> and you, <laughs> Kyle thinks, no, like, I know what my, I know what happens to my nipples when you touch them. You, I, I'm just opposing that with Joel's okay. belief that, like, everyone can learn to enjoy their nipples. At least that's like, my understanding of his philosophy, which it, he will explain it, now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of guys who don't have sensitivity in their nipples, what they usually say is they're not wired. You know, that's that's usually the 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 phrase that people will use. Um, if you're a human being, OK, you have a human nervous system. You know, you're a human. being. <laughs> Sometimes I question, but you have a human nervous system. Your nipples are wired. OK, there's nerves going to your nipples. There's just no current going through that wiring. And for a lot of guys, the reason why there's no current there is because there isn't an awareness there. Okay? And an awareness has to be cultivated. It's not something that is just there. Um, for a lot of guys that I work with who you know don't have sensitivity in their nipples, um, you know when I ask them, well, when you were growing up and you first started masturbating, did you play with your nipples? And most of them say, no, because I just kind of associated like nipple pleasure with that's something that women derive pleasure from and not dudes. So they left their nipples alone. And then every, you know, guy that they connect with who goes for their nipples is told, my nipples aren't wired. So then every dude who went for their nipples basically leaves their nipples alone. So there's never been an awareness that's been brought to their nipples. And, you know, with awareness comes sensation. So what I would say, and this is, this is you know, what I teach guys is every time you masturbate, even if at first you feel nothing, work your nipples. Have that be part of the session. Light stuff, not pinching, not biting, because a lot of people will think, oh, if there's no sensation there, the more pressure, the more likely it is they're going to feel something. And that just blocks the energy. You want to work them really, really lightly, because what that does is it coaxes the energy and the awareness to the surface. I think of um, my friend who always tries to convince me to get a brand new TV. My TV is super old and like it works fine. Like I like my TV. It, it, I can watch all the shows I watch. It, it's, it, I don't like the need to upgrade my TV to a brand new one is to f- identify and find, like create something that's missing that I'm not missing in order. Like he's trying to convince me to miss something, to have something new that I don't feel the need for. And that kind of reminds me of this. Like if I, if I don't feel that I'm missing, yeah, there is that moment where someone's like, do you like go for the nipples? I'm like, eh, you can if you want, like go, go town. And I'm like, meh, but I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. So what, yeah. what would I get by like, what's the kind of instant or what's the, the, the value of spending time on this? Well, I mean, it, from my perspective, it's like, I couldn't imagine sex without like, you know, getting off on someone working my nipples. Hmm. So for from my perspective, it's like if I took that out of the picture, I would really miss it. Hmm. Um so you know, if you're if you're totally good with not having that going on, you know, then that's good. But imagine what it would feel like if it's like you had two more dicks. 
You know, <laughs> it's like you'd be triple the pleasure. If I could pick, I'd now. have them in. Never mind. <laughs> I'll always take two more days. But. It's just another erogenous zone that you would have access to. Other guys would have access to. So it just and also what it does. So so nipple plays a heart opener. OK, because it's all happening. All that sensation is happening in your heart center. So as far as being able to draw the energy from your cock up your spine to fill up your heart center nipple play and like to actually you know feel something there is a it 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 makes it so much easier to start to form that connection between your cock and your heart is if your nipples are you know sensitive Hmm. basically Hmm. yeah uh, speaking of OnlyFans and nipples, what's it like working with Griffin Barrows? <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. He's like it one of my awesome. favorite porn stars right now. What? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 a sweetheart. He really is. He was one of the um, when I so I so just like a little bit of backstory on my OnlyFans. When COVID shut everything down, I couldn't teach my workshops anymore. And, you know, that's a big revenue um, source stream for um, for my studio. And one of the younger guys in the bodywork group, like guys who've taken my workshop before, said to me, you should start an OnlyFans and you should make videos of the, you know, the techniques that you teach us in the workshops. I At that time, I didn't know what OnlyFans was. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, you're gonna have to hold my hand and get me <laughs> started. And he did. And, you know, I was just kind of plugging along with my OnlyFans and doing okay was supporting the studio during the you know during the pandemic um and then i collaborated with griffin (laughs) and it was like you know rocket fuel to my OnlyFans. Mm -hmm. um you know to have to have that you know just caliber i mean he's 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 you know a big deal on OnlyFans, and deservedly so i mean he's he's super handsome and he's super genuine. You know, what you see in his videos is who he is in real life. He's so charming and he's such a sweetheart to work with. Um, so, so yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's one of my, he's one of my favorites mm-hmm. and, and he's a good guy. So it's like, you know, what you see in his content is who he is and he's super into nipple play. So it was like the two of us just connected on that level right away so it was an easy kind of just like oh yeah this is this is gonna work really well you you talked about like what happened during covid and, and pushing this during covid what about now both covid and monkeypox how are you thinking about both of those yeah in yeah what you're doing so with monkeypox i mean i stopped doing um i stopped uh teaching the group tantric body work workshops in August. Um, and I stopped them for August and September so that everybody who wants to participate has the chance to go get vaccinated for, you know, for monkeypox. Cause it's, I mean, it, it would, it potent has the potential to be, you know, a super spreader event. It's a whole room full of dudes. You know, I, I cut it off at 20 guys cause I have 10 massage tables. So it's 20 guys, you know, working each other from head to toe, if one of them, you know, has monkeypox, has, you know, the virus and doesn't know it, potentially it could spread through the whole group. Yeah. I have not seen that kind of attitude in a lot of gay men's sex focused events. I've seen a lot of events that still take place yeah. and are massive events yeah. that have still taken place. 
Um, so that's interesting that, yeah, you know, 20, you're right. You, like all of that, you're right. But also not as big as other events that have seen happen. No, for sure. For sure. And it's, it just seems like, um, I mean, it just seems like the responsible thing to do, you know, and I came of sexual age in the eighties, you know, so I saw all of the men who died from AIDS and I feel like the gay community, I mean, we were the first ones, you know, the gay community was the first community to line up for the COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. You know, we didn't have to be convinced for the COVID vaccine um, because gay men just, I think in our DNA, don't mess with pandemics. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's in there, whether you lived through the eighties or not, it's just in there. Um, But then when you combine it with, you know, sex it becomes kind of a different thing because for a lot of, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but that's a challenging one because, you know, to basically say, okay, I'm not going to have sex, you know, is, is a tough one. But for me, it was, it was, it was a no brainer. I just, you know, I just said, if you want to practice the techniques, just go to my OnlyFans, you know, Mm -hmm. that's all still there. I still see, you know, clients one-on-one, but, you know, every client one-on-one, you know, gets the, you know, are you symptom free? Have you been in contact with anyone who you n- know has had monkeypox in the past 21 days? I mean, they still, you know, get grilled just like they did, you know, when when COVID was, you know, surging. You know, I asked everyone before they stepped into my studio, you know, are you symptom free? You know, all of that. It's just we got to take it seriously, mm-hmm. you know, and especially I think people in the gay community who are teachers in the community who are leaders in the community we kind of set the example for you know this is how we're going to navigate this guys you know we're going to be smart and we're going to be safe this isn't going to be forever but for now we have to be careful i have a question and an idea um for for patreon because we're going to do video and i said that you could have it Mm -hmm. um uh my idea i don't know if it works out or not but i have a in the package still unopened dildo and i'm wondering if we could do some techniques using that on camera oh that's a good idea yeah 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 okay what it's it's funny yeah so for patreon we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna jerk off a dildo together (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i'll teach you guys the strokes yeah (laughs) i mean uh does that mean we're almost ready to i think so uh, we're coming up on an hour um uh, okay then the last question i have yeah that our audience will want to know. Yeah. What's Mike's dick like? <laughs> <laughs> Just give it a rating. Wow. Like one to ten. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I can answer if you want me to answer. Oh, I, ah. no. <laughs> wow. Mike has a very pretty dick. Oh. Yeah. Thanks, Joel. You're welcome. Ditto. There you- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're saying you think you have a pretty dick too? Oh, well, yeah, I know I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Kyle. You definitely made me turn red again. That's great. Do you know? Um, yeah. Uh, sh- so, should we? Should we, do we do it? Should we take a break? Let's take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We are back. We're going to do our gays and straightest. We're going to do our gays and straightest. But first, Joel Benjamin, where can people find out more about you, what you're up to, who you are? Tell us all the things. Okay. you. Uh, my website is powersofman.com. So it's powers, plural, of man.com. 
that website is being updated now. It's still a, it's still a active website, but there's going to be even more good stuff on that website in the coming months. But that's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. My OnlyFans is Powers of Man for the number four life. So Powers of Man for life. Uh, my Just for Fans is just Powers of Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my Twitter is Powers of Man and the number one, just numeral one. Um, and I'd say one of those places is a is a good place to start for sure. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are at powersofman.com. No, we're not. Um, we are at Gayish Podcast on all your socials. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, hey, fuckers, hey. You, you dirty bitches. Our yeah. 300th episode is coming up. We're doing a live stream. It is Sunday, September the 18th, 2022 at 2 p.m. Pacific time. There's a Facebook event. So if you're in our Facebook group, uh, you'll see it there or join a Facebook page. You can see the event there uh, to let us know you're going to be there. But every episode that's a multiple of 50, we do a QA. and uh, a That's the whole point of the episode. And we need your questions so that we can answer them. Um, we are in desperate need of questions. Please send them in, um, even if it's a statement. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, just anything. Poor Derek is like freaking out because he's got to put them together and like he can't you know zero is not a lot i mean that was a lot less work actually (laughs) please send those into gayish podcast plus 300 gayish podcast the plus symbol 300 at gmail.com um and we have a merch contest so send your merch design ideas uh by september 11th that's the deadline and we'll pick one for the 300th episode to uh announce as the winner and uh, last but not least, podcast awards voting is now. So if you nominated us, then there's a possibility that you were selected as a judge. So please look in your email, check your spam filter, vote, 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 vote please. Yeah. Um, and I'll be doing local gay bar review on episodes where we don't have guests. Hmm. Uh, gay Sestratus? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, go. Um, my gayest is I was hanging out with friend of the show, which I always said you, you will in the future be referred to as friend of the show, even though we've met once. Um, well, I guess when you jerk off one of the hosts, you can <laughs> never mind. Okay. Um, friend of the show, Sable Jones, a James, I saw oh, her and hurt. a guy came in and I was like, she, she looked at me. I like looked at him and said, hi. And then he left. And then she, she looked at me and she's like, I was like we fucked. <laughs> and then she was like, he's, you're going to get a message from him last night got a message wow that whole experience was like right on and and sable uh predicted it i Good mean work. of all my friends she's a dick psychic <laughs> like <laughs> psychic. <laughs> um my straightest is i wore a belt purely to keep my pants up oh great <laughs> Good work. just belt it it was not for looks it was not cute i just needed my shorts to stay up oh great great <laughs> Uh, well, the gayest thing about me this week, I went to CC's Fetish Night last night, oh. which is the first Saturday of every month at CC's. That's the thing that they do. And I took my harness <gasps> with me. The straightest thing about me this week, I didn't wear it. It stayed in the bag <laughs> underneath my feet but the you, whole time. You know what? You took a new step. A new step. Yeah. And that's commendable. A, a nude step. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Nude step? No. Okay. No. Um, I've only ever participated in Thunderwear Night and then mm. only after much 
booze. Mm-hmm. I just, mm-hmm. I just, the, the public nudity is just, I don't know. Yeah. It's still. I mean, it's not, is it, it's not that pub. Well, it's, I mean. Yeah. No. Um, Joel. Hi. Yes. hi. What's, what's your gayest is straightest? Uh, gayest first. Yeah. Um, I finished um, Where the Crawdads Sing, the book. Okay. Really good. I haven't heard of it. Oh, it's so good. So good. And I start, that's not the gay part. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I started um, Red, White, and Royal Blue. Oh, I have heard of that one. I have yeah. not. What is that? It's, it's a friend of mine uh, gave it to me for my birthday. And I guess it's like a big, like a gay men are reading this book right now. It's mm. just, it's a, it's a it's fiction, mm. but it's about a first son. So the president's. And it's a female president of the United States mm-hmm. has a well, college age no, son <laughs> who falls in love with a English prince. Oh. And it's a comedy. It's a you know, it's just it's a it's a gay love story. Oh. And it's it's really good. I mean, I just started it and it's you know, it's it's kind of fluff, but it's it's good. Yeah. Good. So that's the gayest thing. Good. And the straightest thing is I trimmed my chest and my pubes. Oh, <laughs> Okay. In the 90s, that would have been really gay. Right. <laughs> but now, I would say more straight men trim their body hair than gay men do. I think especially in the Seattle area, like the, yeah. the gay scene here is so like all natural everything. Yeah. But like straight dudes are like, their ladies are like, you tame that. Mm, totally. <laughs> yeah. yeah we're, we're like, let it all let it all go. Is that our vibe in Seattle? Yeah. Seems yeah. to be. All right. Easier yeah. for me. One less thing to do. <laughs> Cross that off my checklist. <laughs> well, Joel, thank you so much for being on. We really appreciate it. Glad that this worked out. Me too. Thank you very much, you guys. That was that was a blast. Good. Also, thank you to the following Super Gap Bridgers. Uh, John Crowley, Stephen Porchios, Dosal Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, Anonymous, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Donald Linsky, Thomas B. Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Kajatorian, and Jerome York. We appreciate you more than edging on a with a friend <laughs> <laughs> that is it this has been gayish from the chris catchatory studios i'm mike johnson i'm kyle getz until next week be butch be fabulous be you be, see ya be, be jerking it be, be a jerk <laughs> bye Can we put the dildo back on the table? How many times I've heard that?